G'day, it's AB and Elliot here from the Rush Hour of Queensland, your home of rugby league news right across this great state. We love it. Get in touch with us anytime at Rush Hour QLD on Instagram and catch us via listener every week. Rush Hour! Uh, neutral fans of rugby league and cowboy fans, geez, they love the ending of that game on Saturday night. Here comes Tamalola. He said, let me get you in position. He goes 32 metres out trying to get a quick play of the ball. Here's the last. They play the ball. They go to Holmes. He's 45 metres out. He's got time. Does he get it? Does it have the rest? He got it. Valentine Holmes from 45 metres out has sealed it for North Queensland with a field goal. Cowboys are into week three of the semi-finals. Oh, my God. He's got ice in his veins, the man. Valentine Holmes. Oh, my gosh. My neighbours had to do a welfare check on us on Saturday night. They sent us a text. They're like, is everything all right with you guys? Yes, we're just celebrating. Panic uh, station. All right, let's check in on the co-captain of the North Queensland Cowboys, Chad Townsend, joining us now. Uh, honest answer, you go back to Shark Park, mate. You played so many games there as a member of the Cronulla side. After nearly 100 minutes of footy on Saturday night, how sore are you today? Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Look, I, uh, I'm i definitely still feeling it, uh, you know, a few days after the game. And it was just such a physical game, end-to-end. Both teams, I thought, just absolutely you know, left it all out there. And, uh, you know, as we just heard on the call there, it actually gave me goosebumps listening to that, to be honest. Uh, the <laughs> Iceman uh, comes up clutch. Valentine Holmes, what a kick. Um, it doesn't surprise me. He's done that numerous times, so... Uh, yeah, very happy with the weekend's result. Does it sort of like drive you further to have those former fans of yours at Shark Park in the crowd? Is that like a motivator or is it very daunting facing them? Yeah, well, look, I think um, there's no doubt I was, you know, excited before the game. I think going back to, to Shark Park, it's a place that I, I really actually love playing. It's um, an area where I grew up in. I've got a lot of friends and family there and a lot of friends and family who came to the game and crowd were were very loud, very vocal. Some of them were getting into me and, you know, I, I love it. That's, I guess, the theatre of sports. And, um, yeah, if anything, I was definitely motivated to just try and do anything I could to, to get us a win. Chad, no secret, Valentine Holmes, the Iceman, just doesn't feel nerves for whatever <laughs> reason whatsoever. Um, but can we talk about Jason Taumalolo? And can you confirm that he's a robot or artificial intelligence <laughs> of somehow that man can't Did you be human. build him from scratch? <laughs> he is the perfect rugby league player. And, and how good was he on Saturday night? Yeah, he, he led from the front, Jason, to be honest. He was definitely up there with one of our best, just the way he carried the ball, some of his efforts. I mean, even you look at that, you know, long 30 meter left to right pass, mm. which gave Petahiku some space. And obviously, you know, what a time to get his first try of the season that, uh, that play, which, to be honest, you know, we've sort of been practicing and kept that up the sleeve over the last month. And uh, we pulled it out at the right time. You know, Jason, you know, got it isolated with a smaller body and he just does the rest. And he was huge for us on the weekend. Absolute masterclass. Now, looking forward to two weeks from now, who scares you more? Because, I like, a couple of weeks ago, I would have said Parramatta is definitely a more frightening contestant. But, I don't know, the Raiders, they seem to be coming from nowhere. Yeah, look, I, it's exciting to be honest. I, um, you know, the way, I guess the way that the Raiders have finished the season, they've you know finished with a lot of momentum. They've almost just playing with, um, you know, nothing to lose at the moment. Obviously, you know, beating Melbourne in Melbourne, they've had a great record there, and now you know they'll come up against Parramatta, and uh, again, yeah, like they've got nothing to lose, and that can be dangerous. So, you know, for me and for our team, I'm just thankful that we get to have the weekend off and watch those two teams bash each other. So. 
uh, yeah, to whoever we face, it's going to be an exciting game. And I've got no doubt that, you know, Queensland Country Bank Stadium will be sold out and we can't wait to see all our members and fans, you know, um, turn up in two weeks' time. Well, a special weekend for yourself, Chad. Even more special. Cleveland Browns pulled one out of their wahoo this morning <laughs> in the NFL yeah. to start so their season. Yeah. <laughs> and also Baby Watch. Have we got any updates there? Yeah, not yet. We're still um, we're still uh, waiting. So it'll mm. happen sometime this week. Jason Tamalolo 2.0. Exciting to come into the world. Just if it comes out the size of Jason as a concern anyway. Uh, Chad Townsend, a well-earned rest after a magnificent performance on the weekend. You and the whole side, as you said, couldn't sum it up any better. Queensland Country Bank Stadium in less than two weeks. It's going to be the best atmosphere in any stadium of the year, I have no doubt. Can't wait for that one. We'll catch up before then, mate. Appreciate you jumping on the rush out of the Savi. Thanks for having us, guys. Chat soon. Hey, be a great day for you. Uh, joining us now, I mean, two internationals first up. One, a proud Englishman. The other one did wonderful things for Australia. You said, even though he's a Bronco, he yeah. was your favourite league player of all time. Yeah, Matt Gillette was, but you didn't need to tell him that his ego's probably <laughs> oh, big you. enough. Thank you very Matt, much, guys. Uh, Matt Gillette, Jack Reed. How are you, gents? Yeah, great. Thank you, guys. A little of applause. Yeah, a little cheer. How good is that? <laughs> we'll been that one in a while. We actually hire a group of people to do that oh. every time, so. <laughs> Build you up, bring you down. Uh, Jack. You guys are doing a lot of work through the regions, uh, right throughout Queensland at the moment. Can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, so we're up here on our regional tour of Cairns. We come up here a couple of times a year focusing on getting in the schools, encouraging young boys and girls to get active, use our sport as a tool to get out there and be physical and change lives, but also sit the kids down and talk to them around some messages around the type of people they're being. We believe, obviously, at the Broncos, our brand is a really powerful thing, and controlling behaviours and attitudes through sport is a really good tool. So we sit down and talk to them about their health and how they can be good people in their community by changing their attitudes, uh, looking after themselves physically, wearing the correct uniform and being respectful to people around them. So it's uh, it's been great. We've got up here and travelled around about five schools and uh, hopefully relayed those messages and changed some kids' lives and attitudes towards what they're doing every day. That is such a great message to spread and from two great ambassadors of the game as well. I'd love to know, are you seeing a lot more interest from young girls in talking to the footy players, in getting involved in playing? Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's a massive evolution. It's our biggest growing participation rate in uh, junior rugby league is our women's space. And now that the girls can see the the NRLW in front of you with all those uh, them sides there playing week in week out, it gives those girls great ambition. Um, there's some great talent coming through. And personally, when I do my coaching down on the sunny coast, um, they're the the easiest kids to coach of the women's space. Uh, they want to learn. They're like sponges. They take everything on board. They go away and work on those sorts of things. And it's really exciting to see the talented young girls and hopefully. Hopefully we get some future Ali Brigginshaws and Chelsea Bakers coming through and, and putting their hands up to hopefully play in the NRLW one day. Matt, as AB alluded to, yes, I did enjoy watching you play, but, but yourself <laughs> as well. Jack always looked at you as a much more handsome James Graham. Obviously, you played <laughs> you, you played in the English system. Did you both, you were teammates for a long time. Did you ever come against each other on the international stage, Matt? Um, no, never, never on the international stage. Um, a few through our, through our junior footies. Okay. Um, we're both from Bribe. We'll play a bit of footy at Bribe versus Kabulcha. We did you play him? against each other? Yeah, a few times. Yeah, no, I bumped him. He's, he's a little kid back in the day. Running <laughs> around the half back and five eight he was. But um, no, nah, never, never international. Mate. He was a bit earlier than I was. Yep. Um, he was almost retired by the time I was playing for Australia, so uh, didn't get that chance to um, come against him, which would have been pretty special. Jack, as you know, the Broncos brand is huge. I mean, our show goes from Toowoomba all the way up, up to Cairns, where you guys have been, and, and there's so many Broncos fans throughout 
a lot of them a little bit discouraged at the moment, particularly what they saw on the back end of the year on the field. Now, you blokes are closer than the rest of us to what happens at Red Hill. Do you have confidence going into 2023 as the right, I suppose, mix of people there? And you speak about good kids. Do you think there are enough good people involved there to make sure the club gets back to where they want to be? Yeah, I definitely do. Uh, as a former player, obviously got to experience the highs and lows of rugby league, but the, the coaching roster we've got there is really strong. I think Kevy at the helm, he's one of the most passionate blokes about the club. There's absolutely no doubt around that. Uh, the recruitment team of Simon Scanlon and Benny Iken are just knowledge of rugby league. So in those offices there, we're, we're definitely humming. And I think on the field, we've definitely got the right mix. I think this year was a big learning curve for those kids. Renault and, and KP and, and those senior players got them around the field. I think the thing that let us down was obviously the youth factor. The kids wanted to play 18 weeks of footy and not 24 weeks, which ended mm. up biting us in the back end. And, and you can only learn that by losses sometimes. Uh, hopefully they go away and reflect on that sort of season. They reckon they're going to use it as a fuel to go forward which is great but um personally they just need to go away and grow individually as people and, and understand what they need to do as a football team come together collide and and do it all again sort of thing we want to be there the best teams play 24 rounds of football plus the other three or four games to go through to the gf so i definitely believe we've got the roster there excitement with young selman cobbo we've got walshy back we've got um Renault at the helm and some strong back rowers so uh and then big Payne has and patty carrigan playing some brilliant footy up front so it is a really exciting time for a broncos fan um stand strong with us obviously we we love the supporters we have. They're, they're ruthless. Don't get me wrong. We we get we know when we haven't played well, but um, these guys here are definitely going forward. One for both of you, actually. I'll direct it at both of you. Who would you both say is your favourite current squad player to watch? Oh, for me personally, oh, I, I I was very fortunate to coach Selwyn Cobbo as a 16 year old, and then seeing him come through um, when he carries that ball back, the excitement factor. He, he's still very young and probably very inexperienced in the ways he's behaving at training and things like that. But when you step on that football field, he's a proper baller. So uh, I do love watching uh, young Selwyn coming through. And what about you, Matt? Yeah, for me, I think you've obviously got to stick to the forwards and be loyal there. But um, Paddy Carrigan's definitely one that's. Um, I think obviously the years had this year, um, he's taken himself to a, another level, and um, obviously with that representative, um, they did during the year at, uh, through Origin and yeah. got the Wallace Lewis Medal. I think he's just um, he's playing a lot more footies. That link man in the middle, you know, his ball playing is very impressive. As compared to a few years ago, he was just running the ball up, making the meters, but now he's added that little pass in his game, and he's a leader of that pack, I believe. Um, Paddy's come into it; he'll be a future captain of our club, and. Um, Paddy's definitely if he's on, I, our boys are on. So is he, is he did, maybe too good looking, Matt, to be in that forward? <laughs> the hair is he needs a couple. The hair's got to go. No, no, Fabio. He's playing rugby league, isn't he? The woman <laughs> speaking here. No, yeah. don't oh. touch it. Jordan Ricky, chiselled by <laughs> oh. the gods. Anyway, that's enough. Tamari Martin. That's enough. That's enough. Hang on, we can pick them all. Can't we now? Look, gentlemen, absolute pleasure. Jack Reed and Matt Gillette, two former Broncos legends, joining us on Triple M's Rush Hour this afternoon. Just finally want to say to uh, Gavin Cooper from uh, the Cowboys is a big part of this show he just wanted to pass on get stuffed were the only oh, messages he wanted hey guys <laughs> we've got an actual little bit of a surprise for you too um, we just got mail through that we've got a couple of season memberships coming through to use individually as a bit of a thank you uh, on behalf of the Bronx Nation we do appreciate right. it so check your mail right. uh, now you officially have to be 
become Broncos fans. Okay. You're Mate, already in, was. Love all it. my life. Love the commitment, guys. Okay. Thank you very much for today. I, well, I just say thank you so much. I am Newcastle red and blue until I die. That is such a kind gift, and, and I will look <laughs> I at it wait with love and care. To someone else. <laughs> it will be donated. It will be donated. Good uh, on you, gents. All right, thank Cheers, you. guys. Cheers. This is the Talus Talking Point. Turn your workflow into cash flow with an invoice finance facility from Apricity Finance. Call one 800 Now, I'm glad we, we have our next guest with us because uh, a lot of old white men on television at the moment are upset, <laughs> and they're always upset about the fact that NRL is not like it used to be. And then on the weekend... Back in my day. Roosters Rabbitohs, it went back to like it used to be. Smash and bash them. Now they're upset all over again. Gordon right. Talus, can you make sense of any of this? I can and I can't. Obviously, you know we're, we're, you know we're trying to get more people to watch our game, but by doing that, I think we can turn off the people that are rusted onto our game. And I don't want to be one of those old dinosaurs that says back in my day, but the game's changed. It's cleaner than ever. It's better than ever. The product's fantastic. Everything's got, I think, to a level where I'm amazed at what the rugby league players are doing. Right. But then you have an old-school game um, a couple of weeks ago when it was Melbourne versus the Roosters. It was a bash-up game. And then on Sunday, um, we have two of the most fierce rivals, I think, in Australian sport. It's gone over 100 years. They they actually live right next door to each other. They've stole all each other's players. It was built up as it. The players must have read the paper. They believed it. And then they overstepped the line. And now we're hitting the players between the eyes, saying that's not what you're supposed to do. So I don't know what the media and the people want. Do we want our players to go out there and don't show the passion and maybe get beaten by 70 like the West Tigers? Or you have a bit of pride in your jersey and you put a line in the sand and you play for your fans because the fans don't like each other, the fans hate each other. There's this massive rivalry when I worked at South. I just prayed. I went to the, I went to the bosses and said, you need to put, I don't know how you do it, but tell these players that they're playing the Roosters every week because they prepare like it's a state of origin. So it's a totally different game. And until you're involved in it, um, you don't understand. So if that happens once every five or ten years, I can live with it, and I loved it. Do you think Gordy as well – I mean, everyone's being really harsh about the refing. They're saying that um, old mate kept – handing out unnecessary HIAs. No, I mean, I want to give no. defence to those guys. I think there's a lot of changes that they've had to adapt to and, like, better be safe than sorry. Get someone yeah. off who's been hit in the head. Absolutely. So if you lay down and you're trying to milk a penalty, you have to go off. So the HIAs, the sin binnings, yes, if I'm there and I'm running in and I'm pushing this whole third man in thing that does my head in, because they've changed the rules, right? So the game changed the rules, so they're not allowed to punch. So everybody runs in. Soon... Soon the cheer girls will run in too because no one gets hurt, right? So everybody can run into these fights. Um, and I loved what James Graham said on 360 on Fox. He said, the next time someone tries to milk it and they say that they've got a crusher tackle and they've got a sore neck, run out with a neck brace and a stretcher and carry him <laughs> off. Yes. He goes, you know what will happen? People will stop milking it. Mm. If you embarrass them when they pretend that they're injured and they're not, they get a penalty. Just run out with a stretch and a neck brace and then go, we're not a doctor. You have to leave the field and you're going to have to sit there because next is serious. Here's a neck brace and here's a stretcher and you can't play for two weeks. I don't really know what you're talking about. We caught up with Shane Webkey the other day. He said you're as soft as they come, but that was just his <laughs> words. Obviously not mine. Uh, anyway, you know, 
Yeah, I made his career. Gordon Tallis is sticking around next. We are going to take a deep dive at the semifinals this weekend. So Para and Raiders for a chance to play the Cowboys and Sharks Rabbits for a chance to play against Penrith straight after this on Triple M. The Rush Hour's NRL Tips. Oh, the best time of the year. We're getting into semis, and these contests are pretty hard to pick, but I'd love to know, Gordy, who do you reckon is going to get up tomorrow, Para or Canberra? Oh. Well, Para and the Raiders, obviously, uh, Parramatta had one of those really mixed seasons, didn't they? You know, normally by round nine, they're leading the comp, and Parramatta fans are buying their grand final tickets, but um, they've been up and down, and um, they did get beaten, and then by Penrith, who are the best side in the competition, they get that, and the Raiders... Well, they've got all the momentum. So as good as the Raiders are, I think if Parramatta play their best, they get their job done. And when I say Parramatta play their best, it just comes down to Gutherson and Moses and Marnie. I think those three can get them over the line. I think everywhere else it's pretty pretty much a level playing field, um, except for Joseph Joseph Tarpany. He is playing on another level at the moment. What are you talking about? Tickets? Para fans get bloody tattoos saying premiers like seven weeks out every single year. <laughs> yeah, like they win the trial match. Parramatta premiers 2020. Para lost six of their last seven finals. Their last finals win was against Newcastle, for goodness sake. Um, all right, Saturday. <laughs> I, I felt the pain in your hey, listen, mate, you're even begging yourself, stop it, okay? No, it's not no, funny anymore. No, it's no, not it's funny. just sad. That's fair. Uh, Sharks, jeez, I, I don't know how their bodies are after that enthralling mm. effort, nearly 100 minutes against the Cowboys. Yeah. They take on the Rabbitohs who are rolling. You know what, I reckon it's, you know, people are talking about the 93 minutes, but the way South and the Roosters, like a few of those hits, I reckon it'll be a level playing field. I think the emotion of both games, it is a semi-final. Um, when you talk about the Cowboys and the Sharks clash, it did go for 93 minutes, but um, and there might have been a little bit more running. I think you can recover from a running session more than uh, the collision. So Sharks will be up for it, but I just think South, I think that the left side of attack, uh, Cody Walker, when he goes out and he hits uh, Latrell Mitchell to Alex Johnson, who is now fifth all-time um, in the try scoring, I think I think South might might get up. They've got all the momentum, and I think the Sharkies have had a fantastic year, and I think that they've overachieved, I think. So I'm going to go the Mighty Bunnies. Woo. Um can we look forward, and I know we'll dive into it, but but from where we're at now, do you see it as a Cowboys-Penrith grand final, or have you got another Smokey in there? I think Penrith and Cowboys are in the box seat, okay. certainly. But but Cowboys really need to work on their defence. I think they were one of the best defensive sides all year. Um, I think it was Sam and Cronulla, yet they put 32 points on each other. So um, defence normally wins the grand final. Uh, you look last year, the best defensive sides were, I think, Melbourne, South and Penrith. Um, and on the weekend, the best two defensive teams were Penrith. I think it was eight points and South led in 14. So, um, you know, that's what you've got to get to if you want to win this competition. Well, if you are a footy lover right across your state, from Cairns to Toowoomba, keep it locked on the M's. You'll hear both those games. Also, the Sunday Sinbin, what a lineup! Gordon Tallis, James Hooper, Ben Dobbin, James Graham, a pack of thieves. Uh, somehow they all get along together. Gordy, appreciate you on the Rush Hour. Pleasure, guys. Rush Hour! Follow the guys on Instagram at Rush Hour QLD.